another episode of Beers of the Round Table presents The Back Bar. And once again, I am joined by Nathaniel Vasquez. How's it going, everyone? Um, glad to be back. <laughs> yeah, actually, you your Back Bar episode is probably one of our number one downloaded ones as far as The Back Bar is concerned. Um, so I don't know what you really? did on Facebook, <laughs> but uh, you, you really did pull in a lot of downloads for that episode. Um, but, uh, last time we had you talking about sort of the industry. Now this time I want to actually talk to you about sort of, um, I guess our go-to alcohols for certain situations. So kind of like what we have in our back bar and I guess we can kick it off by if you're going to a party or someone's like, Hey, let's have, you know, let's go out to the pool or whatever you know, cook out at the pool. What are your go-to for like these big events where you don't necessarily know who all is going to be there and, you know, people are just going to be mooching basically. Oh man. Okay. So I guess I got to start off with the beers. Uh, I always just go basic, uh, mm-hmm. you know, Dos Equis, Modelo, I guess more of the Mexican beers are always a good choice. Um, yeah. the reason yeah. why it's very hot outside um, you're sitting by the pool and usually you're eating, you know, and you want kind of something that you can sip on all day long, you know, right. whereas, you know, if you go with more like the IPAs or like stouts, that's more of like a, you know, like a one time beer that you're going to, you know, just have that one and you're going to call it. And mm-hmm. stouts is kind of like more of the cold side. At least, at least that's what I always have. Right. Yeah, I mean, like, definitely a stout. I couldn't imagine sitting at, like, a poolside drinking that. You know, that's something I definitely <laughs> want to have to cap off my night, you know. It's not, uh, it's it's not a, uh, yeah, I would say, like, a afternoon beer. Um, oh, yeah, especially when some of them get, like, kind of creamy, you know. Mm-hmm. I mean, I just think about, <laughs> like, having a stout, and it kind of reminds me of having, like, some coffee, mixed with some like milk right. and I'm like, right. man, imagine if you're having coffee and milk while you're, I guess next to the pool. <laughs> um, yeah, I was trying to think about this, you know, question too. And, uh, I think kind of my go-to is a, I guess for like a cocktail is something easily, easy, like, um, uh, uh, Kraken's black spiced rum with uh, ginger beer. Cause that's just super oh, yeah. easy and you know, you just pour, you know, a little bit for, um, you know, a little bit for the people, add some ice and then just crack open a ginger beer and pour it on top and you're good to go. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. No, see, uh, my preference, I guess I would have to go with the cruising. Uh, same thing with the ginger beer though. It's always a good call. Uh, but sometimes I actually want to stick with like, I guess mojitos. If we're talking about like really? a poolside area. Yeah. Yeah, I, I haven't... I don't have too much experience with mojitos just because uh, sometimes I can find the mint in it a little repulsing. But uh, yeah. uh, I, I am definitely a fan of any cocktail that uses rum. Yeah, I don't know. I just... When I'm thinking of like at the pool and it's hot outside, you got your, your ingredients of, of course, like some sort of white white rum. A sugar, some lime juice, a little bit of soda, and like, of course the mint on top. You know, 
sometimes I like to like um, garnish it with, you know, or like have some like cut up lime wedges in the drink. And I don't know, I just like that mint. The mint itself just kind of makes it very refreshing. Yeah, I guess yeah. I've had pretty crappy mojitos uh, <laughs> where they. Well, I guess my thing is, is if I'm gonna drink a drink that has a garnish, I don't mm-hmm. necessarily want the garnish completely muddled into the drink to where there's right. just like pieces of mint uh, oh, yeah. floating in the drink, which is like the only mojitos I've really had. So, yeah, and it takes away from the aesthetic too if you have it like overly crushed. Yeah, yeah, it's like. Yeah, it just it looks weird. I don't like flakes in my drink. Um, <laughs> um, I, yeah. I, I had thought of another beer. I don't know if they have them down in Austin, but there's a beer uh, up here called Montucky Cold Snack. Montucky um, Cold Snack. Yeah, it has a little like uh, horse on it. Um, it's God, I can't remember. It is a gosh, it's gonna come back to me. Um, mm. it's, it's a light beer, but okay. it's, it's, I wouldn't say refreshing, but it is, I mean, it is what it says. It's like a nice cold snack that you can just have. It's easy to drink. It's, um, they also like donate to local charities around, um, around the area where you actually buy it, which is kind of cool. Um, That's and awesome. I, I know the bearded monk. Whenever they do, uh, whenever they do shotguns, they always use Montucky cold snacks. Okay. Um, but yeah, I mean it's a good beer. I definitely suggest trying to find it if you can. But um, mm. it's, I think it's only like four point one percent, if I'm remembering correctly. But, so have like two. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, it's yeah because it's it's a lager, so. But it's not like the Mexican style lager. It's definitely more. Uh, uh, I don't know. It, it's it's an interesting drink. It's like a right. blonde, basically. I guess. Um, okay. And I, I think those are, like I said, just good for party parties because they're so light. Yeah. And they're definitely. pretty cheap as well. Oh yeah, no, definitely. I uh, I think cheap beers are always the best call. You know. Yeah, I mean, the lighter the better, honestly. Yeah, I mean, that, that's what it's going to be like. You're going to go and you're you're thinking like, I want quantity over quality, just because I don't know how many people I'm going to be sharing with. But oh, uh, that that is definitely like the party scenes. Like, you know, I give you one, you give me one, or you know. Yeah, no, I mean, like you're going to expect it to share with a group of people, and that's why you know I always, I guess. With any of these, I just kind of go with, generally speaking, kind of, I wouldn't say cheap with any of them, mm-hmm. but, you know, definitely volume. And you can definitely get some cheap, good quality alcohols out there, you know? Yeah. Um, I guess, you know, my personal favorite when it comes to, I guess, if we were like, us to take a gin, for example, to the to a bar, Seagram's is always a good choice. And that's the one I always take when I, when I you know, go to a, a party. Nice. We'll see, and then I guess that kind of brings up, how do you feel about, like, the the line of alcohol just with mixers? See, okay, I appreciate the mixers, I do, but from from the way I was raised, I guess, in the bar scene, mm-hmm. it, you can taste the difference, mm-hmm. you know? 
And I know that a lot of people who go to parties may, I mean, at least in our demographic, right? We're more on the younger side. They're still not, can't tell, they still can't tell the difference between, you know, <laughs> a sangria that was like pre batched versus, you know, something that was made from scratch. Right. Uh, so I definitely can tell the difference. And actually, it's healthier. Mm hmm. See, and no. that, I mean, we'll get into kind of like our secret stash later. But yeah, like, sure. Especially with me traveling recently, like I got to try sangria in Madrid, and I'm like, ah, like th awesome. it, this was so good, and uh, yeah, I unfortunately wasn't able to bring any back, but it definitely, you know, kind of piqued my interest in an area um, of, I guess, liquors as a broad term that I haven't really been in, um, which is, I guess, more of like the wine scene. Um, yeah. Which is now something, now I live pretty close to a total wine, so I'm thinking like, oh, now I gotta go try some wine to actually get sophisticated <laughs> in this area. Yeah, man. You know, I think we should actually, um, over the course of, you know, our drinking career, I wouldn't mind, you know, taking some sommelier in class, just so we can kind of learn to See, appreciate the wine. Yeah, I, yeah. I, I, I want I, to I get want. both that and the, uh, there's a beer equivalent of, uh, yeah, beer judge. Yeah, like so. I want to get both of those. Actually, um, it's something I've been talking about on beers the round table for a long time, but uh, I just haven't found the free time to actually, you know, start studying for the tests and stuff like that. Um, but yeah, I, I mean, because uh, Haley and I, while we were actually in Portugal, we got to we went to this place and we tried like six different wines. And yeah, they were saying you start with your whites. Then you go to your reds, and then you go to your fortified wines. Um, yeah, and yeah, it is crazy just tasting the difference between them. And uh, I guess what I kind of found cool about those fortified wines is it's like, um, it's it's like a regular wine, but then they sort of age it in a barrel so it it can uh, take on some of the properties you might find in like a a good ten year aged bourbon, you know. Yeah, um, it gets kind of that. Well, like one of them was kind of like maple syrupy, and then like another one was like really smoky, because um, I guess the smoky one had been aged in a. It had been aged in the same cast as a uh, as a scotch wow. or something like that. So yeah, it was it was interesting, and you know, kind of like I said, I now have this new area I need to explore. Oh, yeah. And I'm sure you got some, like, great, you know, Tempranillos or Grenaches out there for, you know, all the lines, too. Yeah, I, I, I took Dallas. some pictures. So now I have I have a starting point of where I need to, you know, keep working up. Um, mm -hmm. Anything else on the party aspect? Any other go-tos uh, that you think? Okay, well... Let's see, if we're going to... I'm just trying to hit, you know, I guess, one of each mm -hmm. for, you know, articulas and gins and runs. Mm -hmm. But, you know, I guess lastly, I, with, with the whiskeys, I definitely prefer the Dickel. Mm -hmm. um, I don't know. It's just been an all-time favorite of mine. And that's really my my favorite one that even when I have friends over, I, you know, on a personal setting, that's the, that's the one I'm going to bring mm -hmm. over. Really, I don't think I've oh, had yeah. it before. 
I'm looking him up right now. <laughs> so I'm got sure number you have. one, number eight. Well, anyway, if you come if you come over here, I'll uh, I'll have to buy us a bottle and then we can try it out. Actually, you know what? I think about it. What what did we have? We had, you know, bullet is always a good call too. Yeah, you know, bullet, bullet's what we had for the last episode. Right, that's what it was. Yeah. Um, let's see here. You know, I, I always think I'm going back to like the whole you know idea of you know being at the pool, you know. And what's your take on? I guess now that you have, you know, I guess Europe, ex- your Europe experience. You know, do you, did they ever tell you about what what's in a sangria? Uh, actually, they didn't, but. They, we had, like, I guess what I found interesting was they paired the sangria with, like, meats and cheeses. Mm-hmm. And, uh, of course, my sangria came with a uh, orange uh, slice in it as nice. kind of the uh, garnish, I guess. The expectation, um, yeah. Yeah, and it, but it was so good, so flavorful, and you get a little bit of the sweetness from the orange, you, and, but then you get some of that. I may, maybe dryness mm. is too strong, but the, you get the flavor from the wine as well that was in there, and it was just so good. I I had never really been much of a wine drinker till I I guess tried that. <laughs> oh no, uh, I love sangria myself. Oh, yeah. You know? Oh yeah. Have uh, you ever made a batch of it? Um, once. Uh, let's see here. I put. Okay, mine goes with some brandy, a little bit of lemon juice, a little bit of lemonade. You'd be just like you. It's weird. Uh, of course, a few slices of lemon, a few slices of orange, mm-hmm. slices of like anything citrusy, like lime as well. Um, I actually put maraschino cherries in it as well. Yeah, and then a little bit of white sugar, and um, just to hear what else. Of course, you know you're you have to have some orange juice in there to kind of get, keep the whole. Uh, citrusy flavor going and a little bit some triple sec and you know like your favorite uh, I guess would be a good Grenache or Tempranillo that was a good base damn you have like a whole actual process set out for that how long do you let that age uh, usually about a good four hours Wow. you know um, because you really want I mean when you have uh, your citrus in there, you know, you want it to ferment a little bit and you want to have like a nice little snack. I love, personally, I love taking the orange slices or even yet if you cut like some pineapple or some freshly cut pineapple in there, add that in there as well. And then like after we're done drinking our like cup, just take, you know, grabbing those little suckers and just yeah, snacking like on snacking them. Snacking on it. Oh yeah. Make, it's one of the best Making a little things. like fruit salad out of it. Yeah, definitely. Um... Yeah, so I guess we could actually move on to the next part. So, when you're when you're trying to, I guess, impress your friends or family, what what's the liquor or beers or or wines that you pull out of your stock to show them? You know, this is stuff that you're not necessarily going to show to the, you know, random Joe that's at the party. Right. Um, okay. Uh, I guess the first thing that comes to mind is of course whiskey uh i'm a strong whiskey fan and i naturally just go to blue label um you know it's been around for a very long time it's actually made from johnny walker 
And mm-hmm. I, I don't know exactly when they started, but they have, you know, let's see, they have their blue, they have their reds, they have their blacks, double blacks, and then, of course, they have the green, platinum. They have a good variety there, but blue is definitely the one it is, the one. And they'll tell you why. It's a little, it's a little creamier in terms of, like, scotches, but... How does it compare know, to, like, Angel's Envy? Ooh, and, okay, so Angel's Envy, I th- at least, it's been a while since I've had Angel's Envy, mm-hmm. but I think Angel's Envy is a little bit creamier. Okay. And I think it's a little bit more caramelized than Bombay's Seth, I mean, Blue Label. Don't remember exactly. Okay. But, I mean, I know that Angel's Envy, though, I mean, it's, like, regarded as, like, one of the best... It's whiskeys out there, right? Uh, yeah. I mean, that that is definitely one of my keep for yourself is Angel's Envy because it is, in my opinion, pretty hard to come by. Like, mm-hmm. I I have to like you know refresh my total wine page and keep waiting for them to have like a few bottles in stock, and it just goes like <laughs> it's crazy how fast they sell out of it. Oh, but yeah. I, I definitely actually probably need to go pick up this Johnny Walker Blue Label. Yeah, that, so that, that a, one's going to run you about like 250 bucks. So but you it's be a, a little careful. It's a blended scotch whiskey? No, it's no, no. It's single malt. Oh, it's a single malt. Oh, okay. Yeah. No, I was just saying that they have, of course, a variety of, oh, uh, okay. of you know, scotches. Mm. Um, let's see here. I guess after that, the next thing I would pull out would probably be my Bombay Sapphire, which is my gin. Really? Uh, see, I'm still looking for a good gin. Because um, I've had, uh, what is that? Uh, what's, it's Beef Eater, is that it? Yeah, or, Beef Eater. That's a good yeah. one, too. Yeah, I mean, I I like it, but I don't know. I was making, um, God, what did I make for him? I made Negronis for the boys uh, a few episodes Ooh. back. Um, in I mean, it was decent. It's just... What do you think? I I think they liked it. I I think Campari is not quite something that they... Uh, it's not really for the masses, I'll tell you that right now. Yeah. Uh, that's a that's a pre-Civil War, I think, cocktail. So mm-hmm. it's very crude. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, very, definitely. very bitter. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> um. So, I mean, yeah. I mean, I like it, or I, since I've been making them, I really like it. Uh, I mean, they they seem some of them liked it, some of them didn't. But yeah, I think gin, and it may have just been I didn't have quite the quality of gin I wanted for it. So, so what did you say that your gin was again? Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> no, um, I get the first thing Bombay Sapphire. Um, it comes in like a very like I guess rectang I guess what do you call rectangular prism bottle, it's a blue bottle. You can't miss it. I mean, and when you think gin, mm-hmm. that's the gin I think about. You know. Um, I mean, of course, there's a lot of other ones that are you know good selections. I mean, Hendrix is also one of my is up there as well. Mm-hmm. Now, uh, when you're looking at gins, are you specifically looking for ones that come from like London or? Do you know no, really care? N- not really, actually. Uh, I think that, of course, you know, gin is made out of juniper. Right. Right? And um, just like any other alcohol, you know, or you're going to get different flavors. 
uh, based on the you know the geographical area. Um, of course, you know there's some definitely good American gins too. Mm-hmm. Uh, first one that comes to mind is Aviation. Oh yeah. Yeah, and I mean Aviation's gin is a pretty good one. Um, let's see here, what else is another good one? Because I know that Tankery is a London one, right? Uh, but yeah, I don't necessarily go by, you know, just London or, you know, the UK. Yeah, I think that was kind of my one regret is I didn't end up trying any gin while I was over there. So Mm. (laughs) I kind of missed out on their biggest, uh, liquor. Though it's weird, like, their pubs are much more like, we just have beer or we have cider. That's right. And, yeah, so it's not not a... It's not, not very a, cocktail... Uh, n- that's not really normal out there. Yeah, I listened to one podcast that is um, in England. Uh, they just opened up the Vanguard, but it's like... From what it sounds like, it's one of the few places that has like a ton of alcohol... Or a ton of choices when it comes to alcohol. But I guess it's also weird just because the distribution there is a lot different. So as opposed to having like, because we have, I guess, specific companies that will have, you know, the selection of bourbons, the selection of vodkas, blah, 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 so on and so forth. There it's literally like, well, the place that makes the gin is like two two places down so that's the gin we have like <laughs> bar to bar it will be different of what they have just because it's all local stuff oh, so, wow! so it's a little bit different you know distribution wise and um, you know honestly i like that idea yeah i mean it's, it's crazy to think like <laughs> while i was in madrid there was a place that had jack daniels and was so proud of the fact that they imported Jack Daniels. Oh, wow. <laughs> <laughs> They're like, we've got this. Well, because there's just nowhere else you could get it. So it was just, you know, you could get wine anywhere. But if you wanted Jack Daniels, you went to that bar. <laughs> wow. Okay. Well, you know, see, the reason why I like that is, again, I guess, I guess it goes back to the whole, like I was saying earlier, geographical area. Mm-hmm. Uh, flavors um, you know nowadays you know we mass produce so much at least here in America right that you can get any bottle from anywhere mm-hmm. um, but you don't really know unless you really are a connoisseur of liquors you don't really know where they're coming from and I think that all liquors do have I mean most of them I'm not going to say all of them because you know we know that a lot of liquor is also just done for like partying Mm-hmm. But once you get to the higher quality things, uh, they all have a story, you know, right? With with their flavor, the way how it was bottled, you know, um, and I mean, like there are some farmers out there. I mean, what I, I remember learning about mezcal, for example, that um, out in you know in Mexico, right, where mezcal, I mean, is made, like uh, for example, Oaxaca. Those guys, I mean, that's. There are farmers out there that they do that day in and day out, mm-hmm. and they absolutely love the stuff. You know, that's yeah. the drink they drink. Uh, and I just think that we are, uh, 
we forget about that, you know? Yeah, and I think you're kind of right, whereas, like, maybe when it comes to the more expensive stuff, people will actually take the time to, you know, read about it. But then it's like, the second it just becomes cheap or whatever, people are just like, whatever, I'm buying this so we can all get drunk on Saturday. Yeah. I, I mean, don't get me wrong. I like getting drunk, too, you know? <laughs> um, and that was... You know, I guess that kind of brings me back to a few of mine that I like to show people uh, whenever I get a chance. Um, one of my tequilas I have usually on stock. Actually, I bought a I bought a liquor store out of it because they were not going to supply it anymore. Is a Koe de Hima tequila. Um, Koe de Hima tequila. Yeah, hmm. um, it's actually it's actually I guess that's the name of the tool they use to actually harvest um, harvest the agave to get the pineapples as they call it uh and i believe the company is actually out of california or like it's from california but they own a plot in mexico where they make it um but yeah i love it it's it's about i don't know 18 dollars maybe but it's just a good they make a good silver tequila that's great in margaritas um nice and, the, and I think that's, like, probably one of their best uses. Like, I, I, I wouldn't necessarily drink it straight. Um, you could shoot it if you want. I think their uh, their Reposado is better for shooting. Um, but okay. their silver makes just an awesome margarita. So, if, you know, anyone ever comes over and wants a margarita, I always end up pulling that out. Um, and then, I guess, on the other side, um, I guess the rum sort of a rum version of a margarita the uh, daiquiri whenever i'm making that i like to use bayoum rum which they're out of new orleans so mm. i guess it's kind of a good rum or a more uh seasoned rum drinker would say you know why aren't you getting like a jamaican <laughs> rum or something like that but uh i, I heard yeah, you know rums rums <laughs> i mean there's a variety of them and you know they're all right. good right but I, I had actually heard an interview with one of the master distillers for Bayoum Rum, and man, like, I don't know, it just got me interested, so I went and tried their silver, and I just love it for for daiquiris. Like, you know, once again, it's like maybe $20 for it, but it's mm. a, a good quality, and it tastes good. Like, it, I mean, I, I guess I've only had, I've had pretty crappy rum. And it tastes better than the crappy rum. Um, <laughs> I've only had... God, I wish I could remember. I went to a bar in Denton and you got like a top shelf rum. And that was, you know, a, I would say a little bit better than Bayoum. But, you know, for the price, you know, wouldn't have been worth, you know, drinking that all night. Um, hmm. See, I think Bayoum rum is definitely one of those go-tos just to show anybody that or have in stock to show people who come over to your house right i guess my whiskey would be uh wild turkey whiskey rye or rye whiskey okay you like Um, the wild turkey yeah i do like the wild (laughs) wild turkey um (laughs) i actually um that was like a go-to that i had in my decanter for a long time uh, oh, wow. I, I killed it off the other day when I was making whiskey sours for myself and Haley. Uh, so I need to actually go pick up more. 
Well, I mean, if you're not if you're not drinking it, then what's the point, you know? <laughs> yeah, exactly. And that that's kind of something I've I guess struggled with recently is kind of like you know, these liquors are meant to be, you know, enjoyed. So, like, holding on to it for a long time is kind of, like, sacrilege, almost. (laughs) I mean, not to say, you know, getting drunk every night, you probably shouldn't do that. But, like, you know, just just holding on to a bottle and never opening it is almost worse than, you know, just throwing it away. Because you're just not, you're not using it for what it was intended for right you know every bottle has its story and you gotta you, the only way to find out is to drink it right yeah you know? i don't know it's kind of metaphoric but hey <laughs> um and then i guess i guess sort of my last thing i would show to people when they come over is uh my uh cider i've been working on which nice. I, I've I've gotten. I think I've perfected my recipe. I need to actually make another batch because I've pretty much had or killed off the last of what I had. Um, but I can't remember who I was telling recently. But uh, I had been using like cinnamon in it, but I've been using ground oh. cinnamon. So okay. I think next time I'm gonna buy like fresh cinnamon sticks and actually put that in the uh, carboy as it's uh age or aging brewing i guess is the technical term right oh you know i never thought about having cinnamon yeah cider but it makes sense you know oh yeah (laughs) because it's well but see i do the cinnamon and then i also use brown sugar as my carbonating uh carbonating sugar right that that gets you all the bubbles whenever you pop it open for the first time Mm. Hmm, let's see here. I mean, when it comes to ciders, I think my favorite, I have to say, is, I guess, like, local here in Austin are the East Ciders. Yeah, I, I uh, love them. They definitely have a good assortment. In fact, yeah. I'm actually drinking a grapefruit East Cider at the moment. Very nice. Yeah. And, uh, I, I'm doing uh, a Woodford Reserve with a brown sugar syrup two cherries and uh two drops of bitters oh you know woodford reserve sounds like a good call yeah i i actually it's i want it funny enough i won this bottle during christmas and so <laughs> i've been slowly going through it and i'm almost done with it as one chapter ends a new one arises i guess yeah you know so any any others for your just showing showing someone? You know, those are my f- main ones. You know, your main go tos. Yeah, I mean, and honestly, I think I kind of like blended the two, like you know, showing and then like my personal stash that I don't even share. Yeah, because I don't know. I always feel like when you're drinking, you gotta share. Yeah. Yeah, and um, I guess that's kind of what I was getting at earlier with, like, you ha- you should drink the alcohol. You shouldn't just covet it, you know, mm-hmm. or just hide it away. Um, oh, yeah. Uh, one of my dad's favorites, actually, that he gets whenever he cans is called uh, Eagle Rare. Have you had that? Eagle Bear. No, I haven't. 
they have a 10 year and a 17 year um they're bourbon whiskeys i believe it's buffalo trace Distil- yeah Bu- buffalo trace distillery um in kentucky that makes it <clears throat> which i believe buffalo trace has uh like you can buy buffalo trace bourbon as well right um but yeah the the eagle rare collection is really good um I actually bought a bottle for my buddy Zach for his last birthday, or his birthday before last, and yeah, we just cracked into that, and we probably drank half the bottle uh, that first night, just because it was so good. <laughs> um, yeah, and, and it's it's another one of those kind of like Angel's Envy, where they'll get it in, and it just goes. Like, wow. It's, it's at least in total wine. I don't know about smaller places but uh typically i you know anytime i look it up it's like only three left in stock or whatever wow um, so yeah, that, yeah that's like a that's a good one if you really want to impress someone is get get eagle rare i stick with the 10 year um but the 17 years just as good if not oh that's actually a lot better but <laughs> it's a little bit more pricey right Hmm. Wow. That's cool. Oh, I think that's about. Yeah, that's definitely my top picks right there for you. Trying to think if I have any more off the top of my head. We both don't really have a vodka because they're all exactly, pretty much exactly the same. (sighs) I mean, I don't know. I guess we kind of go into vodkas a bit. Um, generally speaking, the story about vodka, right, is more of, it it all comes down to marketing. Mm -hmm. Um, if you really have to get technical, the, the thing that determines a good vodka versus a bad vodka is actually how it's distilled. Mm -hmm. Right. So, as you know, you have to distill. And then, of course, a lot of times they say, okay, well, it's been distilled, you know, 10 times or three times, you know, Mm -hmm. over. Um, Well, you really don't need to do that. Um, Because in vodka, you distill it at such a high, you know, proof that it's not supposed, by definition, it's not supposed to taste like anything. Right. But the quality of the actual distillation process is uh can actually be better right Mm -hmm. so i I guess i had also heard that it depends on the quality of the water you put into it because i mean you're that can take it into effect they're cutting it down to 40 percent by volume right so if your water has any i guess impurities as opposed to like di water or something like that um, right it's going to add, a, I guess, a flavor to it. Um, and so, like, how pure your water is actually will result, I guess, in quotes, a better quality vodka. Hmm. There's something to look into. Um, or at least hmm. that's what uh, that's what I learned in one podcast. <laughs> yeah, I, I, normally, I normally get a... Uh, it's uh, Russian, but uh, 
Lukashukawa. <laughs> right. L U K S U S O W A. I believe it's 10 times distilled potato vodka or something like that. I mean, hey, I'm not going to lie. I like my vodkas from my Bloody Marys. Mm-hmm. You know? That. Mm-hmm. And I'll have those on Sundays, you know? Right. Um, I guess if I have to pick one, I'd probably pick the Absolute Vodka. Mm-hmm. You know? Uh, I don't know. I just like the bottle. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, that, that, I feel like that might be the trick for vodkas. Pick a <laughs> bottle that you like and pick that out. Or if you're just, you want one that says potato vodka, get that one. Oh, you know, uh, another one that's actually kind of relatively, I guess, new is uh, Reka. Reka? Yeah, mm-hmm. I don't think I've heard of them. It's, uh, it's pretty good. Uh, definitely great for... Bloody Marys. Uh, do you have a favorite Bloody Mary mix or recipe? No, I've actually never had the privilege of making a Bloody Mary, to be honest. Really? Yeah. Okay. Uh, a lot of people will go to, like, Zing Zang, mm-hmm. which is, like, the Bloody Mary mix. It's actually pretty good. Really? Uh Yeah. <laughs> I'm surprised to hear you saying a mix is pretty good. I mean, Bloody Mary is a lot of tomato juice, right? <laughs> right. So, I, I don't know. I guess it's just, again, going back to the the, the stuff I was raised on at, mm-hmm. at the bar. And we just always had things hanging in the back. Really? Um, of course, going back to the, going back, if you were going to make it, if you're going to make it, you're going to make it from scratch. Mm-hmm. And, I mean, there's some really good recipes out there. I mean, I mean, it's just tomato juice, vodka, you know, Worcestershire sauce, or some horseradish, Tabasco, salt, black pepper, and some ice cubes, you know? See, of course, I, you need to have your celery stick and then all some olives. I mean, I'm creative when it comes to putting stuff in a cocktail, but that, that just sounds crazy to me. Some of those stuff. Like, why Worcestershire sauce? Like... I mean, it's just part of the... <laughs> it's just part of the original, you know... Uh, you know, Bloody Mary. Mm-hmm. No, um, I mean, I, I get it. I get it. It's just, <laughs> just seems a little over the top because at a certain point, or I guess it, it's supposed to be more of a meal than a, like a drink, right? Something yeah. Actually like fill the stomach, <laughs> I guess sort of like fill the stomach while doing uh hair of the dog as they call yeah, it. Yeah. See, that's exactly how I see it. You know, you're like, all right, I'm hungover in the morning, but I still want to keep drinking. Bloody, you know, tomato sauce is good. You know, it has a lot of good vitamins. So let's just keep going. Right. Yeah. Of course, you know, I still want to take a nap at the end of the, for the rest of the day, but you know. <laughs> uh, that's great. All right. Well, I think that's it. I don't really have any more unless you have some. No. All right. Mm. Well, uh, thank you again for coming on the episode. Did you want to pimp anything? I don't know. We're good, but uh, thanks for having me. Cool. Glad to have you. And as Brad would say, don't forget to crack a cold one with your boys.